Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Mike Rashad, Joe with you until 11 o'clock. Hater Love It is coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll wrap up our Pac-12 slash conference realignment discussion here with a little real football chatter as opposed to fake football chatter, which is really what conference realignment turns out to be. And that is the... Preseason media poll has been released by the Pac-12 media, and they have predicted that the Utah Utes will win the conference for the second year in a row. They got 26 first-place votes. Oregon comes in at second. They get two first-place votes. USC is third with five first-place votes. Then UCLA is fourth. Oregon State is fifth. UW six. Wazoo seven. Then the Bay Area schools, the Arizona schools, and Colorado wrap it up from there. But pretty interesting preseason media poll for a couple of reasons. One, I think picking Utah to win is maybe not going out on a limb because they won the conference last year and are obviously very good, and and Whittingham always has them ready to play. But interesting because all the hype's been around USC this year and all of the moves they've made, and Caleb Williams is their quarterback now, transferring from Oklahoma. And, of course, Lincoln Riley brings his his special brand of offense into – into USC and they've also made what feels like 700 other transfers and great recruiting signings this offseason but they're third and the Ducks also got a lot of buzz because of Dan Lanning coming in and there's been a little bit more of a question about them because he's a rookie head coach and you know you're leaving Cristobal who obviously was not the best on-field coach was an amazing CEO though and was it was a great leader of the team there are, there are certainly some questions for the Ducks going into this year about what's going to happen especially at the quarterback position but I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting list, pretty interesting top 12 that they put out. I, I think it's accurate. Um, I think Utah, uh, one of those teams, one of those programs that benefited from realignment, right? And so if they had stayed in the 
Mountain West. Is that, I think is that where Utah was prior to coming to the to the Pac-10? So if they'd have stayed there, would they be considered one of the top programs in uh, in in the country as far as being competitive? Like that defense for Utah w- was real, and we all we all got a chance to see it. And so I think it's accurate. You know, the Ducks should be the second the second you know ranked team in between there. Um, there's a lot of people will probably think USC. This is we were talking during the break, and you were saying that you know USC. You think USC is just better than what Oregon is right now, and you you could potentially be, I, be I think, right. I think getting Lincoln Riley in and the moves that he has made so far in his tenure, his very short tenure, right. has already put USC at least back at the level of the Ducks, if not surpassing them entirely in one offseason. I, I couldn't agree. Lincoln Riley, one thing we know is he can coach his ass off. That's one thing that we know for sure. You know, we've been able to see it. We've been able to see him take uh, – really talented quarterbacks and do some amazing things with those guys. And so given the the budget of USC, given the the climate, you know, of, of California and of LA, uh, I think that is a, a match made in heaven. So I think it's only a matter of time. And like I said, if he'd have stayed in the Pac-12, if USC was staying in the Pac-12, I think Lincoln Riley would just run rough shot over, uh, over the Pac-12. I, I just, I honestly, I, there's something to be said about a lot of the rec- the players that you have coming from California for whatever reason, there's not a whole lot of Oregon kids that go to Oregon. They go other places. They go, you know, but for the most part, you look up the makeup of, of Oregon's roster. Most of them are California kids, Texas kids, you know, and stuff like that. But um, so now if you're, you know, if you're there and you got a great coach, you know, the way you had back when you had Pete Carroll and somebody that knew how to, how to recruit and all those things, man, it can turn your program around in a year and a few months time just like that so so we'll see you know how things progress but the guys up top or the teams up top are the teams that we kind of expected to be up top i I can imagine like i didn't hear the rest of them but i well state well the beavs are five and and that that i think is the most notable thing on this entire poll it's not that utah's picked to win the conference it's not that ucla is four it's not that Stanford's eight or that Washington and Washington state are below Oregon state. To me, it's the Beavs are five and that is probably where they should be going into the year. Now I do think Washington state as per usual is getting a little bit shafted by the media. They tend to not ever predict Wazoo correctly. Wazoo always outperforms their predictions. And this is, I'll just admit this. This is only from Suk. I, I, I've only heard about this from Suk. I don't even remember the guy's name. They have a new quarterback at Wazoo who Suke and a couple other people think is the truth and they, that he might maybe even get into Heisman conversations this year. He's that good. Wow. So uh, keep an eye on Wazoo. But for the Beavs at five, that to me shows that everybody is trusting Jonathan Smith's plan of action to take the Beavs back to relevance. And you've already seen it work. It's coming back. It's, it's, back to bowl games it's back to six win years and then you have a jumping off point from there moving forward which is very very exciting so i think for us here who have been following the beeves and we we understand the challenges but we also understand the the culture that's being built there seeing them at fifth is like yeah everyone else in the media is kind of caught up that the beeves are maybe not back back but, but at, only least, at least back to, to not being a doormat yeah and this is where i think the beeves biggest issue is who's going to play quarterback who exactly are you going to put in that position? Like we saw 
you know, Chance Nolan come out and be great for at the the beginning of his run. And then things kind of tapered a little bit. And then you saw uh, Tristan, is it, is it Jeb- Jebbia? Jebbia? Yeah, Chris, Tristan Jebbia um, come in and, and play well at points. But you didn't really have a surefire quarterback. I liked and what I saw from Chance Nolan last year. I did. Year. No, no, there, there were games where he was amazing. And then the, then the next game, you're like, okay, we're, it should be a follow-up. It's like, okay, that was a bad that was a bad pass. You know, I think he had one game where he completed like one pass for like 11 yards or something stupid like that. So like there was these really like ooh type moments, and then there were these really like uh moments too. You know, for him. So hopefully he he was only a freshman. Now he's a sophomore. You've well, got he's, some. He's a redshirt junior. He's a redshirt junior, but he's a sophomore. So you know, so so we can go ahead and and say that. So he has an opportunity to go out there and really uh, become the leader that. I think a lot of us believe that he could be. And so I'm excited to see what this Jonathan Smith-led uh, team can do. Uh, Cameron Ward is That's the, the quarterback, Wazoo quarterback for yeah. Wazoo. The transfer from the mighty school of Incarnate, Incarnate Word. Word. Yeah, but that's the funny thing is it, you would have no idea or, how he played at Incarnate Word because why are you watching Incarnate Word? But also he was there for a year as a freshman at Incarnate Word. And was, and like, was probably awesome. Okay. To the point where yeah. like, I can go play at a Power yeah. 5. I'm, go- I'm out of here. And mind yeah. you, if you end up at Incarnate Word to start, it was a great issue. It was something something popped up for you to where you weren't able to go to this D1 right now. But if we start looking up uh, this kid and his recruiting for high school, I'm pretty sure he probably had all the letters you know, on the table. So... Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. If they're really talking like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to 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 Souk on that one. He he's been talking so highly of him. Um, yeah, I I think for me this year it's I like Chance Nolan at quarterback. I think he's your starter. I think he gives you stability. I think he gives you a little bit of of wow as well at the quarterback position with some arm strength. The offensive line was good last year. I think it's going to be good again this year. There's a couple of guys who made second team All Conference. Uh, right out of the gate on the Beavs offensive line. It's the defense. I want to see more improvement on the defensive side of the ball. The Beavs will be able to run the ball just fine. Um, they've used multiple running backs the last few years, and all of them have had success. So I, I think they'll be okay in that regard, and they've had decent wide receiver core. The defense is getting better and looked better at times last year, but I'd like to see a little bit more playmaking ability out of the defense. And a couple of the Oregon State DBs made second team all-conference, so maybe that means we'll see a couple more interceptions slash pass deflections and and real clutch defensive plays for the Beavs this year because I think that's the next step they have to take. Consistency and a little bit better on defense. No, I think that's exactly – I mean, the offense wasn't really the issue. It was the defense at points just couldn't hold anyone. And I, I can't remember. There was a, a game that they were close in last year, and – uh, there were well, there were quite a few of them, but if the defense well, had wasn't just it been one of the first to, ones, the Oklahoma State game, uh, that's who it was. It was, was against somebody year? big, yeah. And it was like you had them, you were right there. And if the defense could have just held for just a little bit longer, then you walk away with the big win over a ranked team. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, we will do a quick change of gears to some baseball. Rashad asked the question before the show: Why on earth would the Angels trade Shohei Otani? We'll talk about that as well as the Juan Soto sweepstakes next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1021 here on your Sunday morning. MLB trade deadline is on Tuesday. And there's a really interesting vibe around this year's trade deadline with Juan Soto being available, with the potential that Shohei Otani is available. And because it's the first year with the three wildcard teams, there are more teams that feel like they are in it. So it's changed the entire complexion of the trade deadline. There's less teams that are selling, and the prices on the guys that are selling are much higher than they have been in the past. Uh, For example, the Seattle Mariners have acquired red starter Luis Castillo, Uh, who is amazing, and they gave up their number one, number three, and number five or seven prospect to do so. And that's the price I was thinking, plus a player or two you would give up for Soto, and you gave that up for Luis Castillo. It was a big haul back for the Reds, for the Mariners in that trade. But on the flip side, it is so rare to get a player of the quality of Juan Soto available for trade And for that matter, Shohei Otani, although I don't believe he's going to be traded, at least at this deadline, um, that you have basically every contender in on all of them essentially saying, this is what we're willing to do. What do you want? Right? Like everything's on the table because you can get a guy like Juan Soto. It's it's, It's been such an interesting deadline to follow so far. It's been so fascinating to see the desperation of some teams and and like the Nationals don't want to let go of Juan Soto but he's not accepting any contracts. So they got to get something for him. So they're going to trade him. It's, it's been wild. It's been a lot of fun. 
I the one thing I love about free agency, really in any sport, is that the most we expect things to happen, and then something happens. Like, holy hell, did you see that? Like, I mean, and so for me, just even hearing that uh, that Otani was on the trade block is like, man, really? Why? Because for the casual guy, i.e., me, the one that just kind of watches highlights, and you know, I don't really dive into the the wins and what's of of baseball. I'm sorry guys, I just don't. It's so boring sometimes. Sometimes it's super fun. Sometimes it's hella boring. It's just one of those things. It's always super fun, Rashad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I get it though. I get it though. But uh, but just looking at this guy, it's like, bro, he's it. Like this is a this is a generation. You mentioned it oh, during the yeah during the break. It's a generational talent. Like why would he be on the the trading block? But you're saying he hates it there. Cool. You know, it'd be yeah. like that sometimes. So he has. Next year, he goes to arbitration, and the year after that, he's an unrestricted free agent. So the Angels are looking at this and saying, if he's not going to resign, if he's not truly happy here, or at least if he's not happy with the product that we're putting out on the field, which is bad, then you might as well try to see what you can get for him because you, you will never see a player – well, I shouldn't say never – It'll be a while. We have never seen a player like this since Babe Ruth, and he didn't do it at the same time. So I have a feeling Shohei Otani will spur plenty of copycats of guys who were good at both pitching and hitting and try to do it at the major league level. There were a couple of guys in the minor leagues who tried to do it. I remember there was a guy in the Rays named McKay. I can't remember his first name. Brendan, I think it was. He was a hitter and a pitcher, and he has not panned out in the majors doing both. I think he's been focusing more on pitching in the minors and, and hasn't really been able to figure it out. So even if you do kind of spur all these copycats, it's so hard to do what he's doing. I, I was listening to a game the other day, and they were talking about Shohei, and were saying that one of the guys was a pitcher, a former pitcher, and he said, I would be dead to the world after two days after my start, like just emotionally exhausted, I put so much energy and effort into that start. My arm hurts. I, like, I need I need those four days in between to recoup and get ready for the next start. And Otani is hitting while pitching, which nationally pitchers did do, but is then staying in the game when he's done because they made the new rule for him. Oh, and then is then hitting every day after that. So he is playing every day and pitching every fifth day. Huh. So not not only is it unheard of. Former pitchers are saying the toll it would take on me would be impossible, and yet he makes it look easy. Have you, have so, you seen so this the level dude? of his player is so incredible that if you are the Angels and you don't think he wants to stay and re-sign, or if you don't want to give someone the biggest contract in the history of Earth because that's what he's going to ask for or demand at the very least, seems like a very nice guy. I don't know if ask is the right word. Then go get whatever you can for him because you know that at the very least – 35% of the teams want him and can probably re-sign him in the offseason two years from now. So as as crazy as it is to talk about trading a guy like Otani, it's kind of similar to your thought of the Dame thing is as crazy as it is to talk about trading Damian Lillard, if Dame did want to leave, then you better get something for him. Now he doesn't and he wants to stay and that's that's what makes it different. But it's it's that same thought of why on earth would I trade this star? Well, Maybe you get a lot for him, and it actually yeah. helps you out in the long run. Because clearly, having Otani and Trout is doing nothing for this current iteration of the Angels, as they are a joke.
No, it's this guy. If just looking at the just the frame of Shohei Otani is just like, dude's like six four, six five, something like that, like something crazy, super rangy. But he's twenty eight, and how good it must be to still be in your twenties and be able to do this because we're crazy if we believe that when he's thirty three, he's still gonna be out there pitching and swinging the bat. I just don't see that happening, you know. So it's something that right now everybody's super impressed with because you don't see it all the time. But please believe he's gonna have to choose up at a point, you know. Do you, do you want to hit or do you want to do you want to pitch? That's like, what a lot of people keep saying. A lot of former baseball guys say in order for him to be the best he can be, he needs to pick one. It's not the MLB the show, unfortunately. And I can see the logic behind that, but so far I've seen no reason to say that that's necessary because he's only twenty eight. You know, his body isn't. Bra- I just we just talked about. Me standing at a concert, back hurting, legs hurting, you doing the same thing, you know, legs hurting, everything like that. And that's when you were 28, that's no problem. Where are we going after this? Like, let's let's run there, as a matter of fact. I'm, I'm good. Like, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, like, I have all the energy in the Chase world. Me. Chase yeah, me. I have all the energy in the world. And so you can do all those things. But at a point, I thought that was the things cocaine. slow down. Uh, we're up against it, and I was going to share it in my update, but I figured I'd share it with you guys right now. Bill Russell has uh, left us at the age of 88. Ah. Yeah. Damn. He uh, passed peacefully. Oh, I just saw that here, yeah. And uh, NBA legend, yeah. Not oh, to put how a da- old was he? Uh, 88. 88. Not, you okay. know, try not to put a damper. I mean, he is well, obviously. No, no, no. You know? I mean, I, I think that's a fair question when you talk about. When you get to that age, does it uh, become a celebration of life? Yes. I th- when you talk you know. about aging celebrities, athletes or otherwise, there is a I think the marker in my head is like 85. If you've made it to 85, I'm celebrating you as opposed to being crushed that you've passed away. And when you talk about the the 88 that we're celebrating in those 88 years, this man did something that um, no one has ever done and will ever do since then. And that's win a championship 11 times. Do it like two or three times as a player's coach. Um but also help lead the civil rights movement. Yeah, he was and, a huge and help be somebody that really movement. helped change the way we view each other, the way we view sports, the way we view our athletes, as far as being people that can speak up about certain things. So I say we uh, we get ourselves over to hate or to love it, and we give ourselves a last segment of 100%. the show for uh, the legend himself. Hundred percent. Let's do it. Hate it or love it. Next, first Joe has sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. That music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Joe will pose us a question. We will give our best answers and Joe will give us points or take points away if we're being dumb or jerks. And the winner gets to host the last segment, which, you know, today will be just a remembrance of Bill Russell. So we're really, we're all winners, but we'll compete anyway because competition's fun. Absolutely. So what do you got, Joe? Um, I have a little bit different uh, hate it or love it for you today. Oh, okay. That's we're exciting. talking uh, Pac-12, and uh, to be quite honest with you, I'm extremely tired and exhausted after uh, DJing a wedding in 100-degree weather yesterday, Ugh. so uh, the synapses are not firing off like they should be. Uh, right don't now. worry, I'm extremely tired and exhausted from laying on the couch all day yesterday. So <laughs> Hey, that sounds just as tiring <laughs> for your body. Is, yeah, real sore from those couch cushions. Well, I did go for a hike yesterday. <laughs> so uh, basically, we're going to do some win totals. Eh? I uh, grabbed, I would say, the, the four most intriguing teams of the Pac-12 season, for us at least. So we will start there with the USC Trojans. Of course, uh... I feel like I have heard Lincoln Riley's name said more than any other coach in history before ever seeing him coach a game for his new team. Does it not feel that way that we've it been does. talking about him for like literally a whole year and I still haven't seen him coach a game for USC? Insane. Um, so I believe uh, I pulled these from whatever, DraftKings, Caesars, who, who cares? Whatever Odyssey's paying. How about that? We'll take it. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, I got it from them. Uh, nine and a half for the USC Trojans. Hate it, under nine and a half, or love it, over nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to love it. And why? I think USC is back. You have the sexy, offensive-minded head coach in Lincoln Riley that you've been desperately trying to get back to since Pete Carroll left. And you have one of the most exciting young quarterbacks who played half the year last year when Spencer Rattler stopped being the starter and Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, who played great under Lincoln Riley. You also, let's not forget, went and got the Bolitnikoff winner to transfer from Pitt to you and Jordan Addison. So you have the best receiver in college football last year. You have one of the best quarterbacks in college football, and you have one of the best head coaches in college football. Oh, and just because you've been down 
record-wise because Clay Hilton is a terrible coach and recruiter doesn't mean you don't still have good L.A. talent on your roster and good California talent on your roster. And looking at their schedule, there's really not any games on there that scream loss except for maybe Notre Dame at the end of the year. So I'm just going to go ahead and say love over nine and a half wins. Their non-conference games are Rice and Fresno State outside of Notre Dame. So, Yeah, I I love it as well. I think they probably run the board. I think the toughest game on their schedule might be the last game of the season against Notre Dame. They don't play Oregon. Yeah, they don't play Oregon at all. I don't think they have a ranked team on the their entire schedule. Well, there's, so, there's really no rankings out yet. Yeah, there's no there. rankings out yet. <laughs> but if you're looking at these teams, there's not going to be. You know, I don't well, know. Utah if, might be Utah, ranked. Okay, Utah will be ranked. Excuse me. So Utah is, looks UCLA like UCLA might be ranked. Probably not. But, you know, but I don't expect UCLA to be ranked. But, however, I'm looking at the schedule and saying, yes, they're going to beat Rice. I assume they're going to beat Stanford. I assume they're going to beat all the Pac-12 teams with the exception of Utah. And so it might come down to Utah and USC in the end. I just think, like Lynch said, all the, all the right stuff, man. Lincoln Riley has come in and really bought a, a new energy to USC. We've seen the Clay Heltons, and we saw all the, all the stuff that didn't work at USC. Coaches falling flat on their face after Pete Carroll booked it out of there when he was about to get everything taken away from him. So, man, this is an opportunity for USC to really um, show how good they are before they enter a conference that they can, you know, absolutely dominate if they decide to. So we'll see well, what happens. But I think they got what? This is looks like 11 games, 12 games. I can see them going 11 and 1. All right. I have them at nine wins. They'll stumble somewhere along the road. Yeah. Like I said, Utah is probably – the game that I see them, game, so. yeah, the, you see them struggling with stuff to, to play there. Utah, they'll they'll drop the first one against Rice. Depending on what Notre Dame looks like, we which we never know. You know it, that could be a tough game at the end of the year. There you go. Um, all right, moving on to the Pac-12 media's voted uh, preseason favorite to win the conference, the Utah Utes, coming in with. Uh, Cam rising back as their quarterback looking to repeat. They are now the hunted and not the hunters target on their back. All the analogies over under nine wins. Hate it under love it over. Love it. Um, I mean, they they start their season out with Florida. So if that's not a good way to kind of see exactly where you are and test yourself against uh, some of the best talent in the country, uh, I don't know what is. But after that, it's a, it's you know you got Southern uh, Southern Utah, San Diego State, who we talked about earlier was a good program, but they're still working their way into being a great program. So I think for the first seven, eight weeks of the season, six weeks of the season, uh, it might be kind of uh, easy sailing after that Florida game until they get to USC, and then that's where the problems start. But I can see them of the twelve games they have. I can see them winning about nine of those because Oregon could potentially be a team that that beats us. Uh, excuse me, beats Utah. USC. We talked about being the best team in the conference thus far. And again, that Florida game. Florida could be great. Florida could freaking suck because they're Florida. So we don't know exactly which which Gator team we're going to get. But I think that first game of the season is going to tell us a lot about this Utah team. They can hold up against a against a, an SEC team, which is something that the Pac-12 has not been able to do. But if they can go in there against this SEC team and get get it done in Florida in the swamp, I, I got to go with uh, Utah with at least nine, ten wins. Utah going on the road to Florida for the first game is a very scary proposition. You, you scary. are right. Florida is a little up and down recently, but it's still the Gators, and they're still going to be dangerous talent-wise. 
the teams that Utah does not get on their schedule this year are Cal and Washington. They do play USC, Oregon, UCLA, and Oregon State, who are the top four teams behind them, according to the media preseason poll. And they got to play at Washington State. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And playing at Wazoo, especially once you get into October, November, is no picnic for conference teams. Plus the Florida game, that's a lot of potential losses on the schedule. Now, Utah's very well coached. Utah's a great team, and you're right. They have Cam Rising coming back, and he played well last year. I think they're going under nine wins. There's too many sticks of dynamite in this schedule that they could they could get hit by so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say hate under nine yeah i agree with mike um yeah like you mentioned florida right off the bat even san diego state they're always a tough out um, soon to be pac-12 conference member san diego state <laughs> yeah we'll see um oregon state we'll see what happens with them again that at washington state usc oregon way too many chances to trip up along the road and to be fair kind of like you just said man we looked at utah the way we're looking at san diego state now when they first came to pac-12 like they're not going to do anything and now fast forward five six years and they're at the top of the pac-12 so it can happen very true very true all right moving on to our next one we come back home to the state of Oregon. We start with our Oregon State Beeves. They uh, projected to finish fifth in the conference. Win total, six and a half. Hate it, under six. Over, love it, seven or more. Boy. But let's be real. Let's not say they're going to get above seven. <laughs> let's just calm down, huh? It's it's a really tough decision. So they won they won six last year, right? Or did they win seven last year? Pretty sure they went seven and five. I'm gonna double check. I got it right here. Because they definitely won their six, and that gate that clinched the berth for a bowl game. And then I think they yeah, added seven. one more. Yep, seven and five. So they did win seven last year. Their non-conference schedule this year is a bit difficult. You got Boise State, Fresno State. And when I say a bit difficult, I should say at least competitive, right? You're not playing Eastern Tech University random, although you are playing Montana State in your yeah, third game. That's a game. good school. But Boise State and Fresno State will be tough games. Beef should win both of those, but they'll be tough. If they come out of their non-con 3-0, they start with USC at Utah at Stanford home versus Wazoo. That's a tough start to your conference slate right off the bat and with the road game at Stanford is what makes that tougher too in the road game at Utah obviously then you get Colorado you have Cal later you have Arizona State you also play UW and Oregon um, I'm gonna say under I think they'll make six this year I think you're gonna see a, a big amount of stability but I think the schedule is a little bit tougher and I think they're gonna sit at six and make the bowl either way six and six yeah I you know six Sounds about right, but man, if you said five, I would be like, okay, that kind of makes sense too. Like Boise State can be a tough out for them uh, with them going on the road against Utah, on the road against Stanford, on the road against uh, UW. uh, You know, those are three really tough games you have to win on the road, and then you have to win what we're still calling the Civil War at home versus Oregon. So uh, we don't really know. I think that and then you have to play USC at home, you know. So there's a lot of pressure for the Trojans coming in this year being, you know, being ranked top of the class for for Oregon. But also with the with the move 
to the Big 12, I think they have a whole, whole lot to prove this year. So it's going to be tough. Like, that's five games potentially that they could that could go down. But that first game against Boise State at home is going to tell us a whole, whole lot about where this Oregon State team is and if they're really ready to compete on a on a top three, four team level in the Pac-12. Uh, yes, uh, that Boise State game will be a good test. Down at Fresno State, I know they lost their head coach, but they still got Jake Hayner as their quarterback, who was absolutely amazing for them last year. Um, well, that's right. He didn't transfer to Washington, did he? He changed his he, mind? He was at Washington originally and transferred away from them after his like freshman year. And what's what there was some talk that he was going to go back because DeBoer is now at Washington. Yeah, he's still on the roster okay. on Fresno State. And what's Oregon State's kind of Achilles heel right now? It's it's defense. It's being able to stop really dynamic quarterbacks. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's definitely going to be under. Let's yeah, again, let's be, be real. You know, so yeah, but uh, still, the, still the expectations for Oregon State to do something is different. So and that's good. to our last one, Oregon Ducks, eight and a half. This is a formality. I get it, guys. Over. I, I mean. I can give you points if you really want, but I know you, both of you will say over. So, I, I'm, I mean, I think it's my turn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I'm, a really good line, by the way. Eight and a half is a tough pick. Uh, is it? Come on, I'm Mike. gonna say over. I'm gonna say over. Um, with exception of the Georgia game, there's no and Utah game. I don't see uh, really a stumble here for Oregon at all. Uh, Washington, because I mean, the rivalry is always there, but the game is in court, uh, in Eugene. So outside of the Georgia game, which is also at home for you, which is a huge, huge. It's not at home. Uh, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's, in, it's a neutral side. Excuse it's in me. Atlanta. So it's basically a Georgia game. Yeah. So this will be a, a game uh, for uh, for Georgia. But if you can go in there and compete with the Bulldogs and at least make it look competitive, then I think you're on to something. But your next few games are Eastern Washington, BYU, and Washington State. I think you'll be able to rebound just fine after what could potentially be a big loss against Georgia. But, yeah, I think eight and a half is right about right. I would probably go ahead and say not. You can take points away from me as much as you want here, Joe. Uh-oh. Don't say nothing silly, Lynch. I don't know how to trust this team yet. Quarterback questions. A new head coach, rookie head coach, never been a co- head coach before in at the college level bunch of coordinators who have some flash but also have some risk to them and in, in the guys that he has hired there are some questions about whether or not Kenny Dillingham is actually a good coordinator so I'm just unsure what to expect I think the the trick here is that Oregon under Cristobal with the recruiting has been in the college football playoff conversation or close to it in most of those seasons in a first year for a first year head coach with your quarterback either being also ran Bo Nix or a guy who could barely make a name for himself in practice, it seemed, and Ty Thompson. This is before Dante Moore shows up. Um, I'm just very uncertain about how they're going to be this year. I think there is a lot of pitfalls possible for this team this season. And eight and a half is a perfect number because I can see him winning eight. I can see him winning nine. I'm going to say under, I'm going to say eight just to, because I think that's a little bit more realistic and it's just going to be an interesting season. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I don't know if Bo Nix and Ty Thompson are the answer. Dante Moore, however, he's the truth. Apparently well, Mike, I'll give you a point because it was a solid argument. Thank you. You did a good job. Do you, do you as an Oregon fan, Joe, not feel 
very uncertain about what's going to happen this oh, year. Yeah. I mean, okay. you know, it's, it, there's it's, two sides to Joe. There's the fan side and then the realistic, you know, even keeled and the even keeled says, yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. We'll see what happens yeah. this year. Bo Nix. Okay. Yep. Uh, Rashad won though. Appreciate it. Well, uh, uh, the bittersweet end to today's show, man, we're going to take time to honor the legacy of arguably the greatest that the NBA has ever had and one Bill Russell. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Oh, man. We got some not awesome news to uh, to start right before Hater Lovin'. We found out that NBA great, um, human great, Bill Russell has passed away at the age of 88. And uh, rather than take the time to re- somber and sad because this is it is a very sad moment like you know when you're from a a sports standpoint but also from a um kind of a a social justice standpoint as well bill russell um was one of the athletes that helped um during the civil rights movement guys like kareem abdul jabbar muhammad ali you know kind of stood in the in the forefront of uh racial injustice especially as athletes uh, in the 1960s and into the 1970s and things like that. And so um, basketball aside, and basketball is the reason why he is, you know, why why his voice is important. But socially, the things that he was able to do really kind of opened the doors for, for other athletes to speak up about injustices that are going on, not just in their own communities, but around the world. You see guys like Enos Freedom now that, you know, has become a, a huge advocate for, for, for peace and, and just making sure that, you know, he kind of spreads love. Uh, obviously, we know guys like LeBron James, who's been incredibly vocal, you know, which is something that star athletes like Michael Jordan weren't doing, you know, a whole lot of. And Bill Russell made it, I don't want to say okay to do that, but he... Well, he was playing in a time. That it, yeah, absolutely. I should put my microphone on. He was playing in a time that that was needed right. of star African-Americans in the United States. Right. And he was the greatest. Wilt was the better player. player. Yeah, he was the better player. But Bill was the better winner. He won 10 titles as a player. 
11 if you count when he was coaching. And when you are of that level and you are a celebrity in a time when your people are not being treated well, I don't want to say everyone like that has a responsibility, but I'm sure he felt a responsibility to make a stand and push for his own people. Absolutely. In a time when he was able to do so. Because he was beloved. And I truly feel that the Larry O'Brien Trophy should be renamed the Bill Russell Award. I understand that they gave it, uh, gave him the Eastern Conference MVP, which is okay. But when you're talking about a guy that won 11 championships, that's an award. That's something that'll never be eclipsed. As great as Michael Jordan was, as great as LeBron is, um, that number 11 championships will never, ever be touched. And Bill Russell's the only person in any sport to ever do that. So... Rest in peace to one of the greatest to ever do it, and one of the greatest basketball players, the greatest humans uh, to ever walk the earth. So thank and, you for watching. And one of the greatest winners. 100%. In, in all of sports, Absolutely. for sure. That's going to do it for us today. If you missed any of the show, you can find it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and 1080thefan.com. Uh, hopefully next week the streaming issue will be fixed, and you, you guys will be Working able to hear it. us on the stream. Uh, the email has gone out, and our engineers have started diagnosing or trying to diagnose the problem. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear us that way next week. We'll be back 9 to 11. Have a very good rest of your weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.